Our next guest is Laura Vanelli, head coach of the Rochester Lured Girls High School program. The Eagles making their third consecutive trip to the Class 1A state tournament. Laura, the first-year varsity coach, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for asking. Um, our, our team is is really having a good week after such a big win last Friday. Um, we're flying high. We're really excited, and we're having a lot of fun. Laura, can you tell us a little bit about the coaching change? Uh, Jeff True was there for a little while, and you've taken over the reins this season. How has that impacted your team's maturity, and how have they grown uh, throughout this process? We start, We lost Jeff True. Um, and, and all the girls really did a nice job of buying into his message and his teachings for, for three years. Um, but, but Matt Hansel and I are both still on the bench and we have been since day one, since the inception of this program as a standalone program. Um, so I think hopefully that consistency helped our seniors feel a little bit more at home, helped our seniors feel like they really still retained some control. Um, over over this team and what we look like and how we behave and and what we ultimately accomplish. Um, so so I think that that played a big part. But also the the girls have been through some really tough situations before. Um, even though we had a lot of Division One players last year, mm-hmm. we still were just barely over 500. We had a couple of really big, bad, terrible losses um, to, to teams like Warroad. Um, go figure. Yeah. And. Um, and we we had plenty of highs and lows last year too. But um, I think I think one of the things that that all of our returning players carried with them was our back to back games against South St. Paul at the end of last season, um, because we last game of the regular season we lost to them. I think it was eight to two. Had just an embarrassing showing um, against them and and really just got handled. Um, but but we had to quickly get that out of our minds um, and, and reset heading into the state quarterfinal games. And I think, as you saw, we, we um, played a much different game, a much stronger game with a lot more confidence and a lot more poise. And we're able to pull that out in overtime. Um, even after South St. Paul scored it up really, or tied it up really late in the game um, to send us into overtime. So I think the girls going through experiences like that in the past um, really made them believe um, that they could do anything. And, and, and so it was nice to have so many girls um, remember that feeling and, and know how to respond. Laura, what was, you know, I know uh, this is your first year as the, the head coach there. You've been there, for, you were there for three years as an assistant, correct? Yep. And so this is your first one as a head coach. Um, if we take away, you know, all the, the craziness of the year, we take away, you know, the, the seniors, you know, the power that you lost and the, the number of kids you have skating this year. What was one of the bigger challenges for you as going from assistant to now the head honcho? Or man, um, everything. <laughs> I, I I've been an I have been a varsity assistant for eleven seasons um, on a couple of different teams, and this is my first year as a head coach. I've never, frankly, really wanted to be a head coach. Um, <laughs> how come? Uh, if I might be just how yeah, come? no, happy to answer that. Um, First, you see a head coach deal with just the administrative nightmare, right? All, mm, all, of the, all the paperwork, the logistics, um, keep, keeping tabs on everything. And, I mean, I've got a day job and a pretty demanding one at that. And so trying to trying to keep myself from stretching myself too thin, it's just sort of a self-preservation thing first and foremost. Um, but, but I've always found that as an assistant, um, I, I feel like I've got a little bit more freedom to really um, – get to know each player at sort of a different level, get to work with them during practice, 
um, on a more individual basis and really spend the time understanding how it is that they learn best and adjusting my methods to work with them um, in a way that I think is going to help them the most. Um, and, and you certainly get to do that a little bit as a head coach, but your attention is pulled in so many different directions that um, you lose a little bit of that. And I think that frankly, I, I'm probably less effective <laughs> as a head coach <laughs> than I am as an assistant. Um, so, so yeah, it's, 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 it's been different. It's been a rewarding challenge though. Um, I probably wouldn't have done it for any other group. The, the reason I stepped up is because we knew we were losing Jeff. We knew that our season was in jeopardy because our numbers were so low. There was a chance we wouldn't even have a team this year. Um, so knowing that and, and knowing the girls that were still in the program and just how much I believed that they deserved a chance to take over the team and, and make a run at state one last time. Um, that motivated me and I'm glad I did it. And it definitely will help with that transition going from assistant to, to head. And I know it's just a title and the more response this comes with, but if you've been with these seniors for three years now, now you're, now here's their big year to shine, if you would. And you've been with them. You know how they tick. You know how what they what they do inside, what some of their strengths, what some of the weaknesses. That had to have helped in the transition period as well. And say, yeah, I think I can do this. Yeah, it absolutely did. Um, and knowing the captains pretty well in particular, um, two of the four are defensemen. Um, one of them, Abby Wick, I made play defense for me last year for a little while just because she's she's so smart and she's so big and talented and and I just needed that help back on our defensive core last year. Um, but but getting to know Paige, getting to know Carmen, Maggie, and Abby, um, I, 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 we've built up a lot of trust. Um, we've built up really um, strong personal relationships. And I think hearing from them um, and, and just keeping a pulse on how they're feeling every week, um, what's going on with the team, what kind of ideas they have to, to make sure that girls don't get burned out um, or to help make sure our younger girls are really you know clicking with certain concepts. That's just been absolutely invaluable. That's like having four more coaches on the bench with me. So um, it, it was incredibly <laughs> helpful to have them. For sure. Yeah, let's uh, uh, let's go to one of the valleys of your season, if you don't mind me taking you back to the four-game losing streak in late February. Are you okay going through that time with us and telling us yeah. what changed? Hey, absolutely. Let's so what, what's, uh, what's different from that team to the team that's going to the state tournament? Yeah, so um, we did have uh, several different stretches during the course of the year where we didn't have our entire team healthy and able to play. Um, so that's, that's just first and foremost, um, a, a, a significant um, hurdle for us in particular, because our roster is, it's gotta be the smallest varsity roster, certainly in the state tournament, maybe in the state overall, who knows? Um, so, so that right there um, hurt quite a bit because, you know, you can run two lines, but having that seventh forward, to give somebody a break every once in a while um, makes quite a difference. Um, but but beyond that, um, at that point in the season when we were when we sort of hit our skid, um, we were still trying to figure out how to play a complete game um, in, in a number of different respects. Our girls were trying to um, build up their endurance. They were trying to um, 
keep their heads plugged in and, and, and stay focused for an entire game, which means, you know, you, you can't have a back check where you just don't pick up a girl's stick. You can't have D zone coverage where you forget to get out to your point, you know, simple things that, um, girls were sort of losing sight of here and there, even if only for a second. Um, but, but it was sort of a sign of um, maybe a lack of confidence, a lack of fully understanding the systems, and then maybe just a, a, an energy issue, frankly. Mm. Um, but beyond that too, um, I, I, I think the girls were just trying to figure out who they were without the supporting cast that we had last year. Um, because there were a lot of games last year where Emma Schmitz could just change game by going end to end on her own. And suddenly we were ahead on the scoreboard. Right. Um, and, and we were nearly completely missing that this year, um, at least for a little while until um, Maggie Hansel was able to, to figure out how to manage her energy and, and take advantage of those offensive opportunities. And um, until, you know, Carmen Erickson and Abby Wick really realized um that they can be those people. Uh, they had just never been asked to be those players in the past. Um, so it was it was a little bit of an identity crisis, I guess, long story short, um, but but we've figured out how to play a complete game. We know who we are and, and we're all feeling really connected as a team right now. Um, you mentioned Wick and Erickson sort of finding their feet and learning to embrace those scoring roles. How rewarding is that as a coach to watch players kind of have the aha light bulb moment? Like, yes, I can do this. I can be a contributor. Uh, how, how rewarding is that? That might be the most re- rewarding part of this entire season for me. Um, we, we've got a lot of really special players that um, up till now just really hadn't reached their full potential. Um, and, and some that still have a uh, still have a lot of um, upside to them, a lot of potential down the road. But but for somebody like Carmen, who's not going to go on to play college hockey, uh, but she's got just like wicked hands. She's a, she's a lacrosse <laughs> player and she's a really talented lacrosse player. And for her to figure out how to um, how to snipe, how to drive the net um, and how to change a game um, has been really cool. And on top of that, Abby Wick, um, she is college bound. She's going to Colby to play division three. Um, but she's got the size and skill of a division one player. If I'm being honest, um, she's always just been a little too nice and she's always just been that supportive (laughs) passer that racks up assists, um, that, that doesn't get to drive the net and, and make some game changing play. And for, for her to really start doing that for us, um, has just been the coolest thing because it couldn't have happened to a nicer kid. You've talked. We've kind of talked a little bit about some of the stars that you have this year, obviously with Hansel and Wick and Erickson. And I know you don't have a, a lot of them to choose from, but <laughs> who is that one player that is kind of the unsung hero that really has helped be the glue of the team this year? As like you said, you've gone through some peaks and some valleys, but who is that one that maybe doesn't get a lot of points, doesn't show up on the score sheet, but just is that glue player that has really been instrumental for the Eagles to get to the state? You're you're gonna make me pick one. Yes, well, you no, can pick as many you can pick as, as you want. want. <laughs> we and I love that you're picking more because it's like we've talked to a few other coaches and they're just like, "Can I say a few?" Because I, I really have like one pick like their entire second line. They're like, <laughs> "There's four girls that rotate on the second line and every one of them is unsung and they're just kind of blew up the each one." So, don't worry about if there's more than one because you probably have everybody's unsung on this on this squad. Yeah, it's probably about half and half. Some girls get a lot of attention and some girls, we we rarely hear their name in the paper, but we couldn't do 
anything without them, um, clearly. But no, I've, I've, I've got a couple. So first of all, um, Ida Huber, she's an eighth grade goalie um, that has earned the starting spot this year. Um, she started out competing for a starting spot, but but things eventually just kind of went her way, even though she's had a couple of really tough games where we weren't playing terribly well in front of her. So I don't think her save percentage really reflects how good she is. Um, but But she has just blossomed into this uber competitive, um, really supportive, funny, smart, unbelievably athletic player um, that's willing to take on any challenge and just roll with it. Um, so, so she is, she's, she's been really fantastic for us, even though her stats um, might not, might not reflect um, really how talented she is. Um, beyond that, I think on defense, um, I've got to say Paige Gallagher. She's one of our captains. Um, she's a soccer goalie standout. She had like 10 shutouts or something ridiculous like that for the for the Eagles this past fall. Wow. Um, yeah, she's she's just incredible. And she's been a member of their state tournament team for a couple of years. Um, but but she um, I, she'll be the first to admit that she doesn't have the hardest shot. Right. Um, she, so she doesn't pick up a lot of goals and until this year, she hadn't actually ever picked up a varsity goal. Um, she's got five on the season now, but, um, she has just these quick feet. She's tall, lanky, but unbelievably smart defensively. She knows how to mirror somebody. She is, I mean, she'll give people hell in front of the net. Um, and she's, she's the responsible one and she's the responsible one with the quick feet and the good eyes and and the nice passing. Um, that just makes the simple place happen and, and picks people up and, and without a player like Paige back there, um, a lot of our offense doesn't get going and we let in a lot more goals. In. So, um, she's, she's been really fantastic for us and she's just a, she's just a really wonderful kid. Um, on forward, there are absolutely tons of unsung players, but <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give this, I'm going to give this one to Chastity Buer. Um, she's, she's a senior on our team. Um, she's a first year varsity player. She actually, um, had to sit out for us last year, um, because of transfer eligibility. Um, she, she had moved, uh, from, I think maybe Blooming Prairie over to Stewartville. Mm. Um, and so she, she practiced with us last year, but didn't get to play in any games. Um, but over the summer, she was shooting pucks in her garage every day. Um, she couldn't wait to get on the ice. And this year, she just really embraces um, going out there and being the aggressor. She loves um, pushing people around in front of the net. She loves pinning people up against the board on our forecheck. And um, she's, she's really dedicated to the back check, just doing the simple things, right? She's not, she's not flashy. She's not a big goal scorer. But um, we, we like to put her with our top line, um, knowing that she's going to be the responsible one that can cover for them if their offense doesn't really go the way we want it to. So um, she's, she's just been a tireless worker and she's also like the, the team mom for our um, Stewartville kids. <laughs> she, 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 she has to give three girls a, a ride to practice every day oh and they're gosh. all, they're all ninth grade or younger. And so she, she's got her big suburban or whatever the heck it is. And, and she takes care of all of them. And she's just been, a wonderful addition to our team this year. You could almost, with her last name move, though, it's just be a cheap pun. She's like Mama Bear. 
<laughs> Wait, so the er- the earlier joke that was that was the bad one. This is not. <laughs> oh, that's so mean. I know. I'm sorry. We're we're so, so we're so bad at jokes. Uh, you're gonna hate me in a few minutes, but uh, for right now, we're gonna move on to what we call our million dollar question. You ready for this? Probably not. <laughs> All right, you look at Warroad's lineup and the names just start rolling. Hendrickson, Laverne, Johnson, Meeker, Hardwick. And then you look at your roster with 11 skaters who are probably gassed by this time this mm-hmm. year. And best case scenario, how do the Eagles upset the Warriors in the first round? Okay, well, I got to I got to ask first um does, does Dave Marvin listen to your podcast? Uh, I'm going to throw Dave <laughs> under the bus right now. He read my text message last Saturday and has not gotten back to me. I'm assuming oh. he listens. Okay. Well, you don't have so, to give away your game plan. Yeah, don't give away your yeah, scouting report, no. Yeah, won't give away the game plan. But, um, well, the way we do it is um, playing completely responsible defense, right? Um, we We need to shut them out from the front of the net if we can keep them on the perimeter as much as possible, um, that gives Ida a fighting chance to see every shot that comes through. Um, she's going to stop most of the first shots, right? Um, because she really is that talented. It's those second and third opportunities or those odd man rushes where people get in close proximity to the net, but that's going to be the problem, uh, problem for us. So, um, just stellar defense, keeping them on the perimeter and, Hopefully, you know, especially earlier on in the game, um, some of our big guns um, can at least try to put some pressure on on uh, Nordic and hopefully we'll get a couple of bounces. I know Cloquet was able to upset them last year. I mean, Cloquet was Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. a heck of a team, but they were able to upset them with a couple weird bounces and then just really tight collapse defense. Um, So we'll be looking to do something similar. All right. And the only reason that he calls it an upset and just want to let you know, Laura, it's just because if we look at the pure brackets, we're not cheering for just one team. We want anybody we talk to, we're super excited and we're hoping everybody has the best experience, the best of luck. But he just says upset because they got ranked number two and you didn't get ranked in the top five. It's the only reason we're calling it upset whatsoever, according to yeah. me. So, well, I, if you thought I was going to be offended, I'm not. We, we like being the underdog. We like being the little Cinderella story. So we'll take it. I wasn't going to apologize for that. That would be a total <laughs> upset if you beat Warroad. And I grew up in Rochester, so I'm all for the 507. I've talked about 507 all year on the podcast, and so I'm always cheering for the 507. Gotta love it. Thank you. 